Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Via Williams. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Wendy Papazian. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. Well, y'all, I am excited for this episode today because we get to discuss an experience that you all just got back from. Um, you were recently at the largest real estate conference in the country, which happens to be called Family Reunion um, that Keller Williams puts on. And uh, this is our first time in two years to have a group this big in person again, which is just crazy. Ooh. So welcome home. And um, I just like Via um, got to do on our Empire Circle episode we did for you guys on the recap. I'm excited today because I, I made the call to stay back. We um, admitted my dad into memory care a couple of weeks ago and I got to see him for the first time during the conference. And so selfishly, I'm excited to do this episode today because I want all of our listeners to learn from you guys. And I'm excited personally to get to learn more about your experience in Orlando at Family Reunion too. So let's jump right in. So what was it like being in a group that large again? How was it for you traveling, like managing everything? You know, we, we're dusting our, kind of dusting our cobwebs off a little bit. How did it go? I'm really it was tired. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Be as tired. Sarah said it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing and I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little of both. A little I'm bit amazingly of both. exhausted. Any... Yeah, that's fair. Were there, you know, what like, I feel like too, getting that stamina back up of having traveled and like getting back into conference rhythm, like all four of us, like used to on the regular travel, like if not monthly, multiple times a month for the for a different conference. So we're kind of like getting our travel chops back again. You know, were there any surprises or things that you forgot about as you were preparing for it that you're like, oh, I need to, I need to think about that next time or I need to do that differently? Just all the people. <laughs> so many people. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this was my second conference. I went to a conference called Inman in October. Mm-hmm. That Inman was my really my first one back. Yeah. But Inman was like, I'm just gonna guess, I don't know, 3,000 people. And this one was like 12,000 people. And so this one was just um, a little bit overwhelming to tell you the truth. I mean, it was great, but it was a lot for me. I am, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of not kidding when I say I'm exhausted. I am, I actually had a moment, I wasn't planning on telling this story, but I I had a moment on the last night on Monday night and I had just been going, going, going Mm -hmm. the whole time Mm -hmm. and probably without enough regard for my just probably shouldn't have. And I was at the last dinner because I was going to fly out the next morning. And it was the end of the dinner and someone came up to me and said, are you okay? (laughs) And I go, Mm. yeah, I'm just really tired. And they said, okay, well, we're going to walk as a group back to the hotel, which was only like a 10 minute walk. And I looked at that person and I said, I I can't, I can't do that. I'm going to have to Uber back. And they were like, Via, it's like, you know, it's like a 10 minute walk. And I said, I can't walk back. And mm-hmm. so the, my friend drove me back to the hotel. They're like, I have a car. And they drove me back. But I, it kind of scared me a little bit. Like I was like, whoa, my stamina is not here. And I, I woke up to go to the airport the next day. And I like every step felt like an effort, honestly, you yeah. guys. Like, and I'm not complaining. It was wonderful. It was a great week, but it kind of freaked me out. There's a an bit. adjustment though. I mean, I really <sighs> think, you know, you go from even if you exercise regularly to going to these conferences where you easily put in 15, 20,000 steps a day. With I don't these think huge it's just convention the centers. I think it's, it's the and then the physical energy and the human energy and yeah. yeah, it's a lot. 
Yeah. Well, I think at any conference you have to manage your energy, you know, and I think actually Mm -hmm. we had a conversation this morning at our team huddle about, um, you know, as leaders, we have to manage our time, but we also have to manage our energy. And a lot of us learn how to manage our time. And a lot of us never learn how to manage our energy. Yeah. And part of that is, is what's your morning routine? Are you exercising? Are you taking your vitamins? Are you hydrating? Are you eating right? Are you drinking a lot more? And Mm -hmm. probably for, for a lot of us who haven't, you know, been going out and being social and things like that, um, you know, I know I, you know, definitely was drinking more and eating worse. And, um, and so that all takes a toll on our energy plus mm-hmm. just interacting with thousands and thousands of people. And yeah. it, it sort of felt like everyone was so excited to see each other that there was a lot more hugging and socialization than maybe mm-hmm. there even was at a regular conference just because mm-hmm. we haven't seen each other in so long. So yeah, it was, a, it was tiring. So we launched our this podcast two years ago at that event in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and crazy. so this was before this all uh, sort of happened, but b- before uh, COVID happened, right? Yeah. What well, was happening? We just didn't know it at the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, our original plan for the podcast was for us to fly down to Austin, right? To record it. It's sort of crazy. <laughs> so funny. Now. Once a month. Yeah. 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 yeah it's right. crazy to think about now. Um, But it was our first time in a group that size after um, hitting over 300,000 downloads, being one of the top podcasts in the country to be in a room that size. Um, And one of the best things was being able to hear from our listeners. Uh, So those, all of our listeners that came up to us that uh, shared the impact that we've had on you and your business. It was just so meaningful um, to hear uh, and and overwhelming in a good way uh, because it. I know it. It sort of re-energized me. I mean, I've I've been energized about what we're doing, uh, but it sort of re energized me even more to keep going. And so I just appreciated how many people came up and shared uh, stories of how we've impacted their lives. So that I was love my that. favorite part too. I think that's awesome. Well, and you know, one thing I noticed when I was watching from a distance was it felt like two years ago, um, you know, we walked on stage on the main stage as being the first like all female em- like empire or business owner panel that ever this yeah. conference had ever had. Um, and when I look now two years past that, I would love y'all's take on this, but it looked like we had a lot more female leaders up on stage, running panels across the board than we did two years ago. So I would love to hear your perspective, having been there in person, of what that looked like to you guys. I agree 100%. And it was wonderful to see so many women of color be represented. I don't know if you guys noticed that, uh, but even in the videos that Keller Williams played, I did. Yeah. Um, in the panel selection, um, it was to me, that was felt very significant. Yeah, it felt a lot more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it looked like our actual community of in mm-hmm. the real estate industry. So the panels actually looked like what you see when you are talking to a group of realtors versus seeing a lot of like white males. Even we had a big mm-hmm. thing happen Friday, and I don't even know if we celebrated it fully. Um, but honestly, I feel like a glass ceiling was sort of shattered on Friday at the CEO event. Uh, we had um, what what typically used to happen before is that uh, we would have a panel of male 
rainmakers or male leaders talk about leading. And then right after that, you would have the supporters and all the supporters mm-hmm. would be females. And, you know, so it showed sort of the audience, okay, the men are the leaders or the rainmakers and the females support uh, the men is, is sort of the, if you were just to look at the stage, that's what you would take away. Um, on Friday, we had two powerful um, and I'm going to say powerful, and yes, one of them's me uh, because I'm going to own it. Uh, but um, you are two powerful, female. You are powerful. Yes, two powerful female leaders, um, and beside them was a male that that, that uh, supports them and/or works with them. I hate to support mm-hmm. isn't even the right word, but um, that was the first time in history of Keller Williams that I'm aware of where it was reversed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it was really powerful for our company to see, um, and both from a you know, showing that you can you can be a, a very strong male supporting a strong female, and then also showing that uh, females are at the at the head of many of these organizations. So, well, and I don't know if you noticed, and that was a great moment. I re- I can visualize it well. I have a ton of pictures to send you. By the way, I forgot to tell you that. Oh, I need those. Uh, yeah, I know. I I keep forgetting to send them to you, but I don't know if you noticed, but um, when. Gary Keller interviewed three people who launched businesses from from the Keller Williams platform, and two of us were female. One of them was her best life, our our business that we do together. Um, one of them was her best life. The other one was Lindsay Soprani, who has a um, you know female owned business, and and there was a male. And again, I don't want this to be about like female versus male, but but it was really noticeable to me that a lot of the breakout business owners on stage that particular day were women. Yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely not male versus female. I think no. for me, it's always yeah. like, let let the stage show what reality is. Mm. The reality is a 65% Agreed. of realtors are female. So yeah. the stage should show, yeah. look more like what the actual industry is. And so it's not, it's not a versus, it's more of just like, let's make sure that we are showing what it actually is. And then also just showing the world what can be done. You can, you can have young kids and lead lead a massive business and have a big life at the same time. So I think that I, I say we won. Uh, yeah, I agree. Goal. Well, and I and I really appreciate that Keller Williams has paid attention to that and been open for that feedback and being willing to partner with all of us and making that happen because we can't do that without great partners. And so I think it's a, a huge tribute to just like, I mean, for Keller Williams as a whole to be so willing to to move the ball forward in that way and um, and to really put a focus on that. It's just awesome. Yeah, and if you're one of our listeners that isn't with Keller Williams and maybe your industry is similar to where, um, you know, it, it's there is sort of a glass ceiling at the top in terms of male um, leaders or female, um, just so you know, we were very proactive in making that happen. And so we want to encourage all of our listeners if you are in a company like that and or an industry like that, you can make a change. You can be the change by speaking up and promoting other females that you see. Um, and so I know that we have many listeners that aren't with Keller Williams. And so we want to encourage you uh, to be the change. Um, and now, two years later, we have we 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 can see results of it. Um, so keep after it. Well, and I also want to thank um, all of the men who have amplified us as well. Uh, some of the best conversations I had at the uh, booth during family reunion was with our with our male listeners. Uh, many of them who just enjoy the podcast as a business podcast and get tons of takeaways. Um, some of them as team leaders or market center owners. 
who now understand what it's like to be a working mom in the real estate industry because it is different uh, or to be a working parent and um, thanking them for that. And then for all of our supporters out there, you know, uh, you know, my husband being one of them who has really worked hard inside of KW to help amplify all of the strong women leaders that exist. Jay Papazone's yeah. been an incredible supporter. He's been a huge of, one. Of Thank you, Jay. Us, of our business. Yeah. And he's we advocated you, for us. And you know, <laughs> we see that. We see him. Yeah. This will be a good great. test to see if he's listening to our podcast or not. Jay, send us a does. text if you are listening <laughs> he right is, now. He supports and... us from afar, Seychelle. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't, doesn't need to listen, listen to us. He hears us all the time. <laughs> he's beyond <laughs> needing to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, so... On on this note, um, you know, we talk about amplification, making room for inclusivity, right? Making room for others. I want to know, um, you know, what were some of the most impactful conversations that you had and what, like, who were the people that you were getting to spend time with at this event? Because we talked about in our previous, like preparing for a large conference episode, we talked about the who is really important in planning, who you want to spend time with and the conversations that you want to have. So I want to hear, was there a conversation um, that was impactful to you or, a, you know, people that you got to speak to that made an impact while you were there? Who did you, who did you get to learn from or who did you get to impact? Well, I know that when I listened to that episode, I actually... I take our own advice a lot. So I listened to our episode and I really was purposeful about who I wanted to see. Um, Obviously, I wanted to uh, spend a lot of time at the booth and interact with with a lot of our listeners and our fans. I was able to connect with some of the top uh, agents that have referred us business across the country. I got to connect with David Green, who is the, uh, he's one of the co-hosts of the Bigger Pockets conference. And he gave me some insights on how to just make this podcast better uh, for us and for our listeners. And, Love that. Um, yeah, so I, I was really, I actually listened. I did what I'm supposed to do. I listened to our episode. I made a list and I, I connected with with a lot of people and it was and it was great. And of course I got to spend time um, with my real estate team too, which was, which was awesome. I love that. So um, we also had, we were talking about before we hopped on the episode, we had a happy hour for her best life while we were there. Um, and got to spend some time with our fellow um, Empire Builders and Her Best Life members. And I heard that you guys um, had a crazy amount of fun. <laughs> In addition to the business side, right? You have to plan your work, but you also plan your play. I heard that uh, that was pretty awesome too. So shout out to everybody who got to attend that as well. It sounds like it was a great time. So um, Sarah, you know, you ran the CEO track. You know, you gave a lot during family reunion, you taught and taught and taught, you know, was there anything that you walked into in addition to teaching, right? That you hope to learn or that you actually walked away with to implement back in your business? Yeah. I mean, I learned a lot from, I was on quite a few panels and I learned a lot from multiple panelists, um, that fellow panelists that I was on. Um, I try to go in every time that I'm speaking and learn as much from, Mm -hmm. Uh, those that are I'm on the panel uh, with, and I know uh, one was Kristen Cole, 
uh, we were on a few different panels and um, I learned multiple things from her in terms of her onboarding process and scaling that. Um, I also uh, spoke multiple times with Cody Gibson, learned a lot uh, from him and his experience with just interviewing a lot of different sort of expansion uh, teams. And so, and honestly, I one of the things that was probably the most meaningful, so they had asked uh, me and uh, one of my coaches is uh, Sajag Patel. He's been coaching me for, uh, for over four years. Um, no, actually, we're probably going on five years now. Uh, and they asked us to lead the team track room. So I'm imagining like a normal family reunion size room um, and leading the whole day, th- that whole day uh, with it. We walk in and we both, our mouths dropped the floor. There was 5,000 seats. Um, people were like, like running to save seats when they opened the door. Like it was like insane. Like it was just, (laughs) but what I, what my big takeaway from it, um, was a, how much energy I get from, from, uh, presenting. I think that that is, um, a lot of our, my partners that join me, they'll say like, I didn't know what an amazing like presenter or speaker you were until I joined you. Like, meaning you don't, people don't know that about you or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was a, it was a good reminder. Like you want to work within your strengths. So now I'm more motivated to uh, do that more. But what, what was powerful was we ended up doing sort of like an interview. He was asking me a lot of questions because he has seen that he's been alongside beside me through a right. lot of the growth. And it just shows how, what can happen when you partner with a powerful coach that's helping you, um, asking you questions along the way, making sure that you're looking back and reflecting and how in a very four years, that's a short period of time, how much we've grown in that four years. And it's because of literally, I've been able to stand on so many giant shoulders um, who have impacted me. And it was just a very, it, it, when he was asking me questions, it was just very evident, like his influence on me, Gary's influence on me, so many of my coaches, my parents' influence on me, you know, and it was just a pretty powerful moment for me to, in terms of reflecting back and sort of answering those questions. And so I just appreciated that time with him so much. So. The days are long, that. the years are short, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. really are. Yeah. Wow, that's you know, having a good coach is um, is so powerful. Like, yeah. having a good coach that you're consistently working with is so, so powerful. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you don't have a coach right now, I would encourage you to get one. Yeah. Well, and I would, I'd love to amplify Sajik. He was my coach as well for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you were able to attend the inspirational morning, Sarah, but um, Sajik was, was honored. And he actually, hearing his story, uh, because I've been having intimate conversations with him, you know, coaching sessions. Um, I didn't know any of that. I didn't realize that he was doing any of that, which is he's been working very hard with um, an African orphanage to support orphans in Africa. And his plan was when he got to a hundred doors, so a hundred rental properties, he was going to quit and move to Africa and support them physically. Wow. And uh, his coach... Uh, convinced him to stay because he can make a bigger impact here as an influencer and inside of Keller Williams. And uh, it's a good reminder, especially those of us with leadership skills, sometimes we want to mm-hmm. stop where we're at because it, it it's very satisfying and it's it's easy to stop where we're at. And so that interview for me was a reminder that if you have leadership skills, 
Um, it's important for all of us to keep going. It really is because the world, especially right now, right? Think of um, the war in Ukraine. Um, it's so important right now, those of us with, with leadership skills who are good people, giving people like all of us are, all of us listeners are, we need to keep going and build our leadership skills because the world needs more and better leaders. And that was a big takeaway for me from our family reunion. Yeah, and just like when you say that, Wendy, that is is so good. And I'm sitting here like thinking about him in particular when we first walked in, he said, you, you know, I'm like a nervous wreck talking in front of people, right? And I said, no, no, really? I didn't know that. About, no, I, I did not he know has that. Co- he has coached He's amazing. me for, you know, four plus years. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I was learning so much about him when we were backstage and or even on the stage. And then I realized, I was like, oh my goodness, for four years, he has served me. He has mm-hmm. not made it about him. Yeah. He has in any way. And I mean, it's like, you can learn so much. I learned so much from just like, the fact that I didn't know any of these things. And yet I talked to him once a week and I didn't know them because every day, every time we talk, it's like, how can I pour into Sarah? He's not thinking, you know, and uh-huh. I'm not going into thinking, how can I pour into him, obviously, but because I'm looking at, I'm paying you, right, to coach me. But I just thought, what in it, a powerful example of serve, like serving someone, yeah. to be coaching yeah. someone for that long and never make it about yourself, yeah. always making it about them. I mean, that, that was, mm. it really blew my mind, all the things that I learned about him at well, this family reunion. And, and, yeah. Uh, well, no, no, stop. Keep going. I did not mean to interrupt you. because No, it's just serving really good, people. That's yeah. what it's about. I mean, yeah. that yeah. is what, it, what, it, what it's about. And you're, you rise when you can serve others. And yeah. there's so many examples of that um, in our company. Kind I of like blending what that. both of you guys are saying. I um, One of the panels I moderated was, I was telling you guys earlier, it was on the Great Resignation and Haro Setian was on the panel. Yes. Oh, and Haro and I met this. in 2012. And I kind of, you know, joke that we have grown up in our real estate career together. You know, we kind of yeah. grew right as we were starting our teams and and grew from there. So I've known him over the years. There's been a couple of years where we didn't talk, not anything bad, where we just drifted and then we come together, then we drift, then we come together. And um, and here we are, we're, we're in this big, huge room, thousands of people, thousands of people. It's a big, huge, I, it was not a breakout room. It was like a, yeah, it might've been the same room you were in, Sarah, huge room. And, um, and I, I asked all the panelists, you know, how did the great resignation affect you and your business, right? So the other panelists answer and they talk about how many people they lost and what they're, you know, all the things. And then Haro, in the front of thousands of people, he started talking about, well, if you really want to know the truth, I wanted to greatly resign. And mm. I had to really face some internal demons and I've been in therapy and um, and he started sharing with the audience about his mental health struggles and burnout, mm. and mm. you know the 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 mantle of leadership and and you know the undisciplined pursuit of more and a lot of things. And the audience was clapping. Some people were standing and clapping. Mm. And and when we walked out backstage, you know, out after the panel, I could not. We couldn't even get a sentence in. People were like tracking him down. They were, I need to talk to you. What's your number? What's your thing? Thank you. You know, a ton of men Mm. were doing that. 
And um, and I think that's what was different for me. This event was just that after two years of a lot of like self reflection and 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 more white space than we're used to, uh, everybody just felt more real, um, less filtered, less guarded, and more willing to talk about like the real stuff in life. You know, it, it's just a different, yeah. more um, uh, deep, deep and real tone that I sensed. I love that. Uh, I mean, I love that our company just in general is moving to a more authentic, real conversation instead of a look at all this shiny, how awesome I am, but don't go behind the curtain and see whatever is behind the curtain. And I think the more authentic conversations like the one we're having today, we can have the better we all benefit from it. So um, I have one other question for you guys, which is whenever we walk away from a conference or a large event, there's always like 9 million things that you're like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Are Is there one or two things that you're walking away from that were either really good reminders or really good statements or really good things that you're going to be implementing um, walking away from this? Because we know that we're only as good as the implementation that we take away from that conference. Tell me something that each of you guys are going to implement or take away. And I'll start with um, Wendy. I'll start with you on this one. Sure. Well, I don't know if this is like a tactical implementation thing, but the thing that I always take away from, so I'm uh, blessed to be in uh, Gary's mastermind. And this time there was, well, there was probably like three or 400 people in that room, which was awesome. And um, he's always talking about leverage. In fact, an agent in my office was in there and he was kind of surprised. <laughs> Like a lot of us are when we, you know, we think it's this like magical unicorn yeah. kind of place, but it's really, you go in there and Gary's got the triangle and it has LLL, <laughs> leads, listings, and leverage. And pretty much he's always talking about leverage. Um, but one of the things that I thought was really powerful uh, was, was that session. And so here are a couple of my nuggets. He says, stress is inevitable and the effects are not. Hmm. Um, and then, well, then he followed that. He, sorry, Wendy, but he followed mm-hmm. that by saying happiness is your advantage. Yes, so it's he, your most powerful advantage. Yes. Yeah, happiness, happiness. is your most mm-hmm. powerful advantage in the modern economy. And then he said, don't say I'll be happy when happiness is actually the fuel of success. It gets mm. you there versus waiting for you when you get there. Right. So mm. it's, I mean, he was speaking our language, right? If he's not talking about her best mm-hmm. life and big business, bigger life there, I don't know what it is. I'll just say that again. Yeah. Happiness is, don't say, I'll be happy when, because so many of us say, I'll be happy mm-hmm. when I'm first. I'll be happy when I get a date. I'll be happy when this, I, when I have a kid, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, when I get a mm-hmm. boat, a yacht, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't say, I'll be happy when. Happiness is the fuel of success, it gets you there versus waiting for you when you get there. That is huge. So good. That is so good. I love that. Via, how about you? That that is a hard one to follow. That that's really good. I know. Um, that was really good. I was sitting um talking to someone um very last day, very last session. It was after Gary's session. And uh, I one more thing. I had that dinner I was talking about earlier. And, and you know, the person was asking me, they said, wow, you've got a lot on your plate. I'll be honest. I, I look at all of you dolls, and I think a lot of you guys have too much on your plate. I think you guys glorify it. And I 
paused, you know, and I thought about it because my first instinct was, no way, how dare you say that about all of us, right? Mm-hmm. He knows all of us well. And I said, well, you might be right, but I disagree. He said, okay, I mean, you know, that's cool. And I said, here's my aha. And as I was saying it, I was having it. I said, you only have too much on your plate if what you're doing isn't bringing in the revenue or the income to pay for leverage to help you with it. That's when you have too much on your plate. So as you know, you can run the, you can be president of the United States and run a country. You you have thousands, tens of hundreds of thousands of people working Mm -hmm. for you though, right? So the question isn't how big your empire is, is is your empire supporting, is the income from your empire supporting enough leverage to grow, right? Otherwise you have too much on your plate and you're hitting a ceiling. And as I'm saying that, I'm like, oh, bingo, that's my issue. Anytime (laughs) I'm super stressed, I'm missing yeah. somebody or some people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am in that yep. season of my life. And, and as I was answering him, I um, I came to that conclusion and I got a lot of clarity. So not as, I mean, the, the happiness That's thing great. is really cool, Wendy. That was a really cool aha. I love that. But so this was a little more personal, I suppose. That's, I love that. I think that's yeah. fantastic. I mean, that's, yeah. we, we go to these to grow. It's not because like, there's this magic pill that you swallow that all of a sudden changes it all. I think I think what I love about these types of events and particularly with family reunion is you get to go and you're in a pursuit, whether it's a personal or a business, or there's one key nugget like that alone. I mean, just adding more leverage in your life to support the revenue and the business that you want to have. That's fantastic, Mia. So that's well, awesome. I, th- I think it's a regular question that everyone should be asking themselves. Yes. So when Jay and I do our couples goal setting retreat, uh, that's one of our categories is who are our who's and it can't yeah. be you, you know, who are mm-hmm. our who's. And then when I look at my my 411, which is my annual kind of goals I set for myself, one of my categories on there is, is people that I want to hire. And I think mm-hmm. what a lot of people do is they wait until um, they're in so much pain that they have to hire someone. But kind of the key to having a little bit more life balance is just trying to get ahead of it. You know, just have that constantly mm-hmm. be like, what's what? where am I scanning around your world and saying, where am I spending too much time on the things yep. that I don't want to do? Right. And, then, and, then, and then being able to have the resources to hire someone to help you with that. Mm. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. Sarah, how about you? Thank you. Yeah, um, I, Wendy stole mine, so um, <laughs> I had a quick thing Thankfully, Thankfully, I had many. So um, I had an interesting, I don't, I don't think I've shared this with you guys or our listeners, but um, I, we had our Empire Circle event and at the airport, Sue Adler, who is uh, someone that we love and respect. She's uh, actually, we've interviewed her here on the podcast before. Uh, we sat down and we had lunch together before getting on our plane. And she looked at me and she said, you know, when my business started growing and more people were like wanting access to me or mm-hmm. I was feeling sort of used, she said, what I did was I um, pulled back, meaning I like, I, she used the word, recluse, is it recluse? I don't know. Like where you, um, Recording. like Retreated. instead of like leaning mm-hmm. into people, I like isolated, she said, I yes. isolated myself. And she says, and I see that you're doing that. She's like, you have been isolating yourself from your from your friends, from people that love you. And I don't want that for you. You know, so she, she said that to me. And so I was like, so I had been, it's been on my mind. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Gary said something that made me like pause. And I was like, oh my goodness. He said, are we allowing access for others to impact us and for us to impact others? So are we allowing access for others to impact us and for us to impact others? And I think for me, I've been very much like my job is to impact people. And I use the word impact a lot. It's on my my mm-hmm. um, my canvas right yeah. behind me. It's like you were born to make an impact. And I talk to my team about it a lot. And But it's like, are we allowing for others to make an impact on mm-hmm. us? Like we cannot isolate. We need a community. We need to be around others and we need, and we're worthy of others making an impact on us just as we're making an impact on other people. So that was uh, really powerful. Um, just sort of where, where I'm at. I feel like it spoke to, spoke to that. Mm. Um, the other, the other big thing is, um, he said that made me pause as well was, are you smart enough to get out of the way so you can take over the world? Mm. Like, are you smart? Meaning, Mm. which it was all about hiring others, surrounding yourself with others that are smarter than you not you. Like, are you smart enough though to get out of the way so you can actually take it over the world, but not by yourself, but by hiring people that will that will help you? And then the the tactical uh, thing that um, I took away from that, and he said it very quickly, um, was every single Monday we have our leadership meeting and we review numbers. And I'm always talking to my team about leading indicators. And we yeah. talk about that on the numbers episode as well and what leading indicators are for a real estate business and things like that. He said something and I was like, oh, he said leading indicators for how much you will grow are how many KPAs you're ordering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we're not tracking that. And I have not looked at that as a leading indicator of growth. And I, I was like, oh my goodness, I want that added immediately to our leadership meeting um, sort of uh, number tracking. But that's a leading indicator for growth is how how many interviews you're doing, how many KPAs you're ordering, you know, how many um, disc, whatever you're using. So uh, Sarah, for our listeners who don't yeah. know, yeah. do you want to share what a KPA is? It's a, it's a, it's an assessment. There's a lot of different assessments. It's one that um, Keller Williams uses, and we do talk about it on our hiring uh, sort of series. Um, but it assesses different things in a person in a person based on, around their behavior for you to know know who they are, and then it can also match to certain uh, job profiles. Um, and so that's what that's the first step in the hiring process. One of the first steps is the KPA. So he's saying that's the leading indicator of growth is what you're ordering in terms of that. So that. Amazing takeaways. I mean, I learned so so much from both speaking and from um, listening, and it was it was a great time. So, wow. Well, y'all, thank you for sharing all of this. I mean, some of the key takeaways I'm hearing is is right is that there is a, a serious power of who is in your world, who is your coach, who are your mentors, or who are you impacting? Both letting you know, into your world to impact you, to help you grow, but also who are you helping to pull forward and amplify and create room at the table or on the panel for? You know, I'm hearing the, as a leader, still taking care of yourself and putting your oxygen mask on first is important, managing your energy, but also managing your time. And I loved that happiness is your advantage in the modern economy, right? Happiness is the as actually the fuel of success. It gets you there instead of waiting for you when you get there. So I hope that you all go out there and take a look at your world and find happiness today in your life. 
because that's what we're all about. And we want to thank you for joining us today and go out there and build a big business and an even bigger life. And uh, I want to thank you all for joining us today. Go out there and make an impact. Bye. Bye. Bye.